back with the Hoffcast. We've got some new recording equipment, so depending on how this sounds, and this one of those things is like, it's nerve-wracking because I don't know, I can't hear it. It's not my usual setup. I got uh, some travel stuff because I'm doing um, a show for Sirius in September, and so I uh, picked up some travel recording equipment. It's supposed to be better than my little home setup, so we'll see, but as of right now, I can't hear anything, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that it's recording. So this is gonna be, this is gonna be a short one, I think, because, uh, well, first of all, I don't wanna do, <laughs> I don't wanna sit here and talk to myself for an hour and, and uh, have nothing to show for it, uh, besides a little wasted breath. So, um, this will probably be a little short half-cast, um, like a half-cast, I think that's what we're calling them. And, uh, but right now I'm sitting in the green room at the Foxwoods Casino in Connecticut. The, uh, the Too Many Butts Tour, and if you, <coughs> if you can hear that in my voice, sorry. I, uh, getting a little sick. Getting, uh, got a tickle in the back of my throat, some congestion. And uh, this was bound to happen, you guys. This was bound to happen, and I'm, I'm afraid to tell you I am the last man standing in the Too Many Butts tour. We got um, my, uh, my four-year-old got sick first. He started coughing, and it just kept getting progressively worse. Then Sarah got it, and then at, right before I left for this little leg, the two-year-old was getting it, and the baby coughed a couple of times. I think she's still okay. I think she actually might be the last man standing. The youngest one is the strongest, Hoff. Um, but I, I am still going strong. I, I haven't succumbed to the sickness yet. Everybody else went to the doctor and uh, got some medicine. I guess everybody's got bronchitis, which is something I get once a year. Once a year that little treasure comes and it usually comes when I go to the Midwest and I'm exposed to all of the uh, normal, you know, smells and things that everybody in the Midwest is used to. But I have become weak in my California ways, and I just, uh, I get back to the Midwest, I start sniffling, and it goes down into my lungs, and <clears throat> next thing you know, here I am. So I'm fighting it back. Picked up some uh, Robitussin, and I'm trying that. I'm trying to drink lots of water. Uh, it could be futile at this point, uh, but I just got to get through these next few days on the East Coast. Uh, I want to thank everybody who came out to my shows in Kearney and Hastings, Nebraska. Those, those were great. Uh, big, big turnout in Kearney. That was fantastic for, um, and it was, it happened on, no, what were you there? On a Thursday? And, uh, it was a lot of fun. So thank you guys. That was a beautiful theater there at the World Theater. I want to thank them. Um, and everybody that came out and then everybody that came out in Hastings, we sold out with, uh, days to spare and people were, um, there were some people like upset said, Oh man, I shouldn't have waited. And it's like, well, okay. Yeah. Like I want, I want as many people as possible to come, but I can't sit there and, and just keep putting out shows if nobody's going to buy tickets ahead of time. And that's the, that's the sad thing is it did sell out. And just wasn't enough time to like throw an extra show on there. Uh, but I thank you to everybody that came. Thank you for everybody that like shared that the show was happening. Uh, the TV shows and the newspapers that uh, put my name out there. Uh, it's always good. It's always good to go back um, 
to the hometown and that those shows are always a lot of fun so i appreciate that and now <clears throat> on this leg i'm out with cable guy we're in uh we were in uh virginia virginia on wednesday we did a fair with uh there was a country music singer named craig morgan who i didn't know i'd heard his name but i didn't I didn't really know who he was until I looked him up, and then I was like, oh, I know a lot of these songs. Um, uh, his, one of his big ones was uh, What I Love About Sunday. Great tune. Um, and I got to see part of his show. He, it's, he puts out a good sound, man. It, it was fun, and he's a good dude. Very nice. Uh, great laugher. I saw him standing next to the stage uh, for a good part of the comedy show after he got off. And he was just laughing his ass off, so that was cool. Cool to hang out with his band. They're based in Nashville. I got to meet some of those guys, all cool dudes. Um, so if you see Craig is coming to your town, that's definitely worth uh, picking up. <clears throat> and then we flew right from there to uh, Philadelphia. We were in Ben Salem, uh, Pennsylvania, but we stayed in Philly. And here, I put a video of this up. Uh, I think on Facebook. So we get there and we're kind of hungry and I was trying, I was trying to get us to go get a Philly cheesesteak. We landed, it was like eh, midnight-ish and I was pretty hungry. Uh, cable guy was hungry. Dan, he, he um, but I was like, hey, uh, you know, maybe, are there any cheesesteak places open? And they're like, eh, it's not really on our way. We're not stopping. And so we got to the hotel, we're hungry, and, uh, and there are these little, there's this little canister of like chocolates. And Dan goes, oh, what's this? And the gal behind the, the, uh, the little uh, desk there was like, oh, those are dog treats. And I was like, oh, they're dog treats, never mind. And, and Dan was like, eh. And he just took one out, popped it in his mouth, and he's like, eh, not bad. They're not bad. And I was like, are you kidding me? You're eating dog treats right now? We would probably get something. You know, late night menu or something. He's like, no, it's not bad. Try one. And I was like, I'm not trying one. He's like, try one. And they're not bad. They just taste like like uh, like not great chocolate. <laughs> I was like, okay. All right. And you know what? Somebody challenges you to do something. It's late at night. You're hungry enough. Ate a dog treat. And it was dry as shit. Let me tell you that. It was so dry. Instantly, my mouth was just like, oh, we need water. And that's a perfect thing for somebody that's getting sick. And, uh, excuse me. <coughs> it's just a dry cough. Maybe it, maybe it all turned south when I ate that dog treat. Maybe that's what happened. Uh, but you know what? It doesn't kill us. It doesn't kill us. They, I think they make them with human standards now. And a lot of old people end up eating kibbles. It's probably, <laughs> probably in all our futures. When the apocalypse happens, all, all you'll be able to find is a big 40-pound bag of Alpo off the Walmart shelf that nobody grabbed. And you're like, all right, this is what we're going to do. Maybe we'll just wash it down with some RC Cola, uh, <laughs> the off-brand soda that nobody cared to loot off the Walmart shelves. So that's what you did. Uh, it's, not, it's not terrible. It's not terrible. We're alive. Um... We stayed right downtown, though, which was cool. We were right there. Liberty Bell was literally, I could see it out my window of my hotel room, which I had seen before, but it's just always cool to see that part of history and uh, the old town hall and um, 
and that, that it's just cool, man. I love I love these northeast towns that just have so much history involved in them, dude. If I could, I would love to just spend you know like three four weeks in these places just with nothing else going on, but just like completely dive into the history. Um, and I've, I've gotten a little taste. I've been in Boston. I've done the Freedom Trail. Uh, but I would really love to get knee deep into it and go check out all the old pubs. Like um, when we were in uh, New York uh, doing some comedy shows like way back in 2009, 2010, we went to this place on New York City on Manhattan uh, called McSorley's, which I guess is the oldest, you know, probably a lot of you are going to correct me. Like, actually, it's not, it's not the oldest, Nick. Um, but we were told it was the oldest active bar that just hadn't shut down. Uh, in Manhattan. It's McSorley's, and I guess women weren't allowed in there until the 1980s, which uh, which is too late. That sounds like... Both ideas sound like a drunk person came up with them. You know, like like just a, a drunk person like, you know what? We're going to have we're gonna have our own place, and we're not going to allow girls, and we're just going to... It's just men, okay? Screw... Screw chicks. It's just gonna be us guys, right, fellas? And then, and then it was a uh, it was a drunk decision. Like one night in the eighties, all all these dudes, like two hundred dudes, are standing around and they're just drunk off their ass and they're just looking at each other like, we we should get some women in here. It's about time. It is the eighties. You know what? It was the '80s, so they probably were hopped up on cocaine. You know what, guy? We gotta we gotta get some women in here, okay? I know, I know, we've been, had this the whole time, but uh, you know what? We gotta get these women in here, okay? Because it's it's the 1980s, and we gotta we gotta change things, okay? It'll be good for our image. We'll we'll double our sales, and we'll get a lot more people in here. And <laughs> it's funny, you go in there, and they have two, they have two. Um, you can come on in, baby. Baby, you can come in. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. I'm sorry, man. I'm just recording. I'm, uh, gonna, I'm gonna start carrying everything down. He should be. What's he got? He's got oh, he's probably him. only got ten minutes left. Yeah, I told him to be done by nine forty-five. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll just finish this up. Okay. Um, yeah, you go into this place, and they still have like the bathrooms are still kind of made for just guys. Like you go even in the women's, it's just got these giant, ungodly urinals. So it's a pretty funny place to go, and they only serve two beers. In there, they've got the light and the dark, and they're really good. I don't know if you can get those anywhere else. I don't know who makes them, but they're actually really good beer. So if you guys in Manhattan, check that out. Uh, but I, I would love in all these uh, northeast towns to just go see things like that, all this history. Um, so i, I got to find some time. Maybe i got to book some comedy clubs up there so I've got a little more downtime. Because as you just heard, we just, uh, we just are about to finish up the show at Foxwoods, and we're going to... We gotta drive to the airport. We're gonna fly right away. We're going to uh, uh, the Del Lago Casino up in Waterloo, New York, which is like the northwest portion of the state. And we're gonna do a show, so we don't really get a lot of time to hang out and see a bunch of things. Uh, I guess we do. <laughs> we do find time to golf, which we've done the last two days. And let me tell you, I suck at golf right now. I used to be decent. I used to be. Like, I used to play uh, on the high school team, and you'd get out there, you play every day. Even if you suck, there's a little bit of muscle memory that builds over time. And I used to be pretty good 
And now I just play, you know, five times a year when I'm out on tour with him or something. And uh, I think four of them are going to be this week. So we've already played the last two days. Today we played this awesome course right here on the uh, on the hotel property. And, uh, oh, I lost so many balls. That That's the thing. Golf is an expensive – not only is it expensive uh, monetarily, but, like, it's it's a – expensive in time like you go out it's gonna be like a five six hour endeavor getting to the course warming up playing the round and then winding down showering like before the end of it it's like it's like a third of the day that you've taken to do that uh and and it's so expensive i lost so many balls today uh the course was just beautiful but just trees lining each fairway and you're like oh and and i bought two two sleeves of balls, which is only six at the beginning of the day. I lost those like in the first nine holes. And it's funny because you always, you like, you hit it in the woods and then you go search for it. And at some point they're like, come on, knock it off. Like we don't, you won't have time for you to search all day. And, and you're like, what? I just lost $5 in here. Like if, like if a $5 bill blew out of your pocket into the woods, you chase after it. That's essentially what I'm doing. I'm looking in there and every every ball I find, I'm like, oh, hello, hello. Even the crappy ones, I'm like, oh, at least, you know, at least I'm not gonna have to spend any more money uh, losing balls on my crappy golf game. Uh, but, I, but I do love playing. It's a lot of fun. It's good to get out there and, and uh, hack it around. And I, I'm seeing some improvements, so maybe if I string four days here together, uh, the fourth day will be great, although, um, and I don't want to, I don't want to jinx, you know what, I'm not going to talk about it right now because I don't want to jinx it. On Sunday, I'm hoping that we play a really cool course, but I don't want to jinx anything. Uh, they're talking about weather problems, so I don't want to, I don't want to say too much. Um, upcoming on the Too Many Butts Tour, like I said, we got the Del Lago Casino. We got two shows um, on Saturday night. And then I'll, I'll post this, I think, um, maybe I'll post it tonight. I'm not sure. Maybe I'll post it tomorrow. Um, so those will be Saturday, the uh, 18th, and then on the 19th, we're on Long Island. Uh, so if you guys are in the Long Island area, come check it out. Uh, it's going to be a good time out there. Uh, but then, like I said, could be some weather. And then next week, I'm spending six days in Calgary, any Canadian fans of the Hofcast, uh, reach out to people because I'll be in Calgary for six days and uh, going to need some people to come out to those shows um, doing the um, the comedy uh, cave there in Calgary, which just moved to a new location, so I haven't been to the new spot yet. But I'll be there for six days. So, oh God, here it comes. <coughs> it's just a dry-ass cough, you guys. I hope I'm able to get better. Um, so yeah, the Too Many Butts tour hit a little hitch because we, we're all getting sick, but um, but it sounds like most of them have medicine now and are back on the mend. I don't know if the baby gets medicine through the breast milk. I'm not sure if that happens. Mom gets on antibiotics. Does the baby get a little bit? Because my wife was like, oh, she's coughing a little. And then she said the last two days when my wife was on the medicine, she's like, oh no, she's not coughing anymore. I wonder if... Or if some of that doesn't leak through, because I feel like antibiotics. There's something about that in the breast milk, but the the doctor and the pharmacist said no big deal. So she's doing that. Maybe hopefully she got a little bit through the breast milk. Maybe maybe we can all just take a pull, take a pull from the from the teat of life, and we'll all get our medicine. That way we only got to buy one prescription, right? 
You got you just buy one prescription for mom, she takes it. Any of us get sick, we just buy the prescription for mom, she takes it, and we all we all put it in our cereal, and uh, <laughs> and we're all immune. I gotta look into that. Maybe that maybe I just stumbled across a multi-million dollar idea. You just get some like breast milk with with the medicine in it that you need, and all of a sudden you f feed uh, multiple nations. Nobody uh, nobody has scoliosis anymore. I'm not sure if there's a medication you can get for the scoliosis, but um, it looks like uh, cable guy. Larry Dan, he's going to be off in just a couple of minutes, so i got to wrap this up. I'll come back and, and talk a little bit more, but uh, i gotta, I got to put the pause on this bad boy. Hopefully it's recording. Jeez, 16 minutes in, hopefully, hopefully it's recording. Well, I'll check back. We'll see. Okay, we're back, and there's the possibility... It looks like I'm redlining now. Um, why would that be left, right, only left channel... Oh, I don't know how to use this thing. I hope this sounds okay. Uh, it sounded to me like before I was using it and it was just recording through the um, through the little internal microphone of this recorder. And now I've got the mic. So, oh, there's a record level. Maybe I need to lower that a little bit. Input, one, two. Maybe I'll just lower that down. Check, check, check. Sorry. <laughs> this is all stuff I should have done beforehand. Anyway, I hope this sounds good. I'll tweak it as we get moving forward. Um, but uh, I was talking about <coughs> people getting healthier. I was <laughs> watching the TV here, and they have a uh, commercial for hair loss solution. And I have never seen uh, – usually you watch those commercials, and they just have very minor improvements like, you see the guy's hair, and you're like, yeah, he's losing his hair. And then you see him again, and you're like, yeah, that guy looks like a guy who's losing his hair with a haircut. That's kind of what that looks like. Uh, but this one is like, dude went from completely bald, just Costanza, to just Elvis Presley, full head of hair. And I'm like, who is getting that done and and thinking that they're fooling anyone? Like, yeah, I mean, whatever happened to aging gracefully where you're just like, you know what? This is my lot in life. These are my cards. I got to play them. I'm going to be a guy with no hair. Just shave the head. Go Bruce Willis. Maybe you got a goofy shaved head. Maybe that's maybe that's the problem. But you know what? You're going to be funnier that way. I take that. I take that to heart. Is something make you a little bit funnier. That's not bad. Um, and, it, you know, it's it is an unfair situation. I get it. Some people just blessed. I'm looking right now at. uh Larry's tour manager, Beeman Lawrence, he's got a wonderful head of hair. And I know that that will not be my lot in life. It's an unfair uh, situation we got going on. But you know what? You just got to play your cards. And even if you get this hair transplant or whatever it is, what, are you going to get all new friends? Is that what you're going to do? Because you can't look at your friends in the eye. They're not going to be able to look at you like like you didn't just have all of your back hair put on top of your head. They're going to be like, one day you're bald, the next day you've just got a full mane up there. They're going to be looking at you like, hey, the hell's that? And even if they <laughs> even if they tell you, hey, man, that looks good, in their head they're thinking, this son of a bitch. Like, he, he went and he paid all this money and he got himself a good head of hair. Like, that's not playing fair. That's not playing by the rules. And understand, people with money, they're able to do things that the rest of us can't or that the people that just don't have that kind of uh, discretionary funds available can. But you just, 
you just like stacked the deck and looked us in the eye while you were doing it. That's what you did. You sat there and you dealt off the bottom of the deck and you didn't even bother to hide it. You just looked us in the eye, said, hey, you're big blind. Put your auntie in. And uh, the rest of us are taking, no, you got to get all new friends. You got to get all new friends or, and you got to scrub social media. Got to scrub that because people are going to be looking at you like, wait a second. This was you last July. What, what were you doing? You were on the fourth light and firecrackers and you had uh, very little going on up top. Now you've got a full thing happening. What's, what the hell is this? And you, so you got to go back through, you've got to scrub it or you got to Photoshop. Oh, how vain would that be if you're going back and just uh, Photoshopping just constantly like, no, I got to, I, I got new hair and now I got to put it up there. Um, I don't know. This, this commercial just looked ridiculous to me. It just went, it was the most dramatic. It was a wig. It was what it, what it was, was it was, uh, it was hair transplant, but it essentially looked like a wig. That's what these guys were doing. They were going from nothing to everything. And and you, at that point, you might as well get a wig. And then everybody's just going to be looking at you like you're insane. I, I've seen... I, I, maybe there are good wigs out there. Maybe there are some people that got me fooled. Uh, you know, Travolta, he's got a good wig guy. But we've all seen pictures of him bald. So then when you see him with hair, you're kind of like, what the hell is this, John? Like, why, why do you have to be like this? Why can't you just go down the Michael Keaton path of, hey, guess what? I'm losing my head. I'm a little bit crazy. Let's just ride this thing out. Michael Keaton did it. Why can't, why can't everybody else do it? John Travolta. Uh, or maybe, maybe, you know what? Maybe you don't need new friends. Maybe you just take the trash talk for a couple of years until eventually it just becomes the new norm. You know, like a frog being boiled in water where it doesn't realize it's getting hotter until it's killing him. Like maybe over time, your friends just get so used to it that they're like, oh, yeah, there he is. That's his hair. But I don't know. I don't ever think I could look at somebody and be like, no, that's your hair. Like somebody that gets like breast implants. Are those the same? Yeah. Yeah. I think women actually answer that question for me. Okay, women listening to this podcast, hit me up, send me an email, send me a message on Facebook or whatever, send me a text if if you got my number. Do women look at ladies who have had breast implants and think that they're stacking the deck? Do they look at that and do they hate it? Do you not care? Like, obviously, your instinct is to say, I don't care. But they, if you're honest with yourself, do you have a moment in there where you're like, those aren't real? Mine are real. Those aren't real. Okay, it doesn't matter. Women can do what they want. But is there a moment there where you're like, this pisses me off. I'm sorry, I'm fighting back a cough. Guys, I got to get <coughs> got to get rid of this thing. I'm, I'm going to have to get on antibiotics. That's just, it's just what it's got to be. Oh, man. Once a year, once a year I get bronchitis. And this is, this is my time. This is my lot in life. Bronchitis. And I'm going to, I'm going to stack the deck. Okay, back in the uh, back in the 1700s, 1800s, I'd be bedridden, and they'd say, "Oh, Nick, he was born with weak lungs." You know him, and uh, and I'd, be, I'd probably be laid up for like a month. Actually, I, I don't know. I might have died by now. Uh, oh, geez, coming on the TV, 25th anniversary of the disappearance of Sarah Ann Wood. 25th anniversary. It sounds like they're celebrating it. It's like, hey. 
happy anniversary. Like we shouldn't call a bad thing an anniversary. Like it's not it's not the tenth year anniversary of September eleventh every you know in twenty twenty one. Is that going to be? No. Oh oh, they're digging them up. These inmates are digging. Oh, they maybe they found her. Uh, anniversary. What's a bad word that could mean the same thing for anniversary? Just something like, um, like, uh, uh, damn it. I should have thought of this ahead of time, but it just came on the TV. So I don't know. Something bad. There ought to be a different word that we can use that denotes like bad. This is a like, like, uh, what do they call it? An anti-hero? No. What do they call it? Like you're infamous. You're infamous if you're known for doing bad things. So like, uh, oh geez, you guys, I can't even think. I've got this cough. Ugh, this is a worthless one. I'm sorry. I think, I think the hair loss thing. There was something there in the breast milk. <coughs> breast milk. <coughs> Jeez, I'm crow. I'm getting worse. I'm getting worse. I don't know how this. I I just performed. I got two shows. I get. I just performed, and and I don't know how I didn't cough the entire time, but my voice was squeaking out there. But I think I think people just thought I was doing it for comical effect, but it was actually just like my voice was going up higher, and there were times when it went out, and I think people just thought, "Oh, look at that! He, he you know, he see how he made his voice go higher right there? That was kind of fun." Uh, when in reality, I'm just like choking back a cough, but I made it through. Um, Ah, this podcast. I I don't know, you guys. Um, I, I I gotta get these things out every single week. I want to stay in touch with you guys. I want I want um you guys to be interactive. That's what this whole thing's meant to be. Is if you guys are interacting with me, those are my favorites. I love getting messages from you guys about you know questions about the podcast, uh, things you want to hear more about. I love those things. So. Uh, definitely do that. If you guys have any questions for me, hit me up. You want me to solve any relationship problems? Uh, you want me to answer any, uh, medical questions you have? I've got, I seem to have it all figured out. Um, and, and we got, uh, got some big things coming up. I told you about the Sirius XM show. I'm going to, I'm going to be vigilant again about getting these podcasts out once a week. And the too many butts tour is continuing on down the road. I'll let you guys know th- how the rest of my week goes, uh, with the sickness and the golf. Oh, I hope, Oh, I hope that we get to play, uh, that awesome course. I will let you guys know about that and, uh, I'll see you guys out there on the road. All right. I hope you guys are all well. And, uh, if not, I'll send you some breast milk with antibiotics in it. <laughs> 